On this week's episode of the Games Meet Decides podcast, we're talking Valve and its latest controversy, Anthem blowing up PlayStation 4s, and I've never played World of Warcraft before. Is that weird? All right, let's get started. It's the internet, you're busy, let's do this. Welcome to the Games Beat Decides podcast. This is the podcast where we decide everything about the world of video games so you don't have to think for yourself. I'm your host, Jeffrey Grubb. With me is... Mike Minotti, and I am not busy. You're not busy? Wow, okay. Uh, it's, it's the last thing we're doing but on this Friday. Is, but this know? is still the internet, right? Like, usually, usually, like, yeah. you have, like, even if you don't have work, you have shows to watch or games to play Shit, or people, people waiting for you or, you know, like... I always feel like, yeah, even on Friday, I get off work, and then there's people like, all right, come on, when, when, when we get on stage. See, I'm single. I don't have kids. That's true. So, okay. <laughs> Man, what's that like? Uh, that's pretty nice. <laughs> Man, I'll have to I'll try that again someday. I don't know. I, <laughs> I don't know what that means. I don't, I don't know how that would work, Mike. Oh, no. Don't listen to this. I'm sorry. Turn this <laughs> podcast off. Wow. All right. Uh, in today's episode, uh, we're going to talk about some news some games. Uh, but first, I want to thank everybody for joining us. You can get more from me and Mike at gamesbeat.com. If you have something you want to share with us, email the podcast at gamespluspodcast at venturebeat.com or get us at Decides on Twitter or at gamesbeat for the site itself. If you are listening to this on the website, uh, on the story, you can subscribe to the audio version of this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, and a bunch more. And uh, if, if you like the show, rate us on Apple Podcasts. It helps people find the show. Finally, I want to thank Carlos Ayin, who is insane in the rain, in the rain music on YouTube uh, for the use of our theme song, which is excellent. All right, Mike. Yo. How's it going? What are you up to? What are you thinking? How was your uh, week? Uh, I mean, my week is fine. This, was, this, this week's felt a little bit slower compared to some of the other weeks we've had recently. Yeah, I think so. I mean, there was – I you know, I – you say that I look at the news; it feels like there's a bunch of big stories, but um, you know what? They're, they're they're not that big. They're like <laughs> headline grabbing, but they're not like things that like either Earth shaking. Up over, yeah, they they didn't blow up over a couple of days, or they're like pretty clear cut, or they're just Valve being Valve. And you know, we'll talk about all these things eventually. For now, though, uh, you know, we've been playing some games. Uh, you, you know, you're coming off the Devil May Cry Five review, which we talked about earlier this week. If you guys want to hear our discussion on that. Uh, you can just you know go in this feed, go one back. It's marked DMC five review, and you could just hear our our discussion just straight up. It was like a review style, me asking him questions about it. Um, I, I I played it a little bit, and so maybe I could just kind of like give you some quick thoughts. Like honestly, just like the first hour, maybe. Um, it's really pretty. That that re engine, the re engine, still looks uh, phenomenal. Uh, it runs really well on PC, 144 frames per second almost all the time, which is just great, um, even on ultra settings. I, I'm, I'm digging that. Uh, and I can see that the combat seems pretty deep, at least for Nero early on. Like, it seems like there's a lot going on. Although, I, your, your, your comment about the absence of a counter button where it's like, you wouldn't think all these games ha should have a counter, but I, I am missing it so far. But again, an hour in. Mm -hmm. um, have you played as V at all? Uh, no, I think I'm, I might be getting up to that point. So maybe maybe not even an hour. But uh, uh, V seems... 
you know, I think it was Tim Rogers at Kotaku had like uh, the headline, like uh, this game is the Holy grail of trash. And he's like, he meant it very much in a good way. Uh, he's, he goes on to say like, if it were up to him, he would give little Caesars a Michelin star because he loves trash. And this is right in that same line. And it's like, um, like when I see V it's like, yeah, this is very clearly that game. It is professional wrestling. It is, uh, the fast and the furious. It is one of those. And if you are, you know, whether you can like that ironically, you can like that unironically. There's people who do that for all these things. Um, and I'm not sure where I'm going to fall on that. And if I would want to come in there and sort of be like, Oh yeah, I I love this game. Unironically. I love trash. Uh, I really like, uh, give me more Rocky four. Give me this game. Um, I, I, I don't know. And when I see V it's like, uh, I'm not sure. I'm not sure if this is for me. And it's not like, cause it's bad design or something. It's honestly just a taste thing. I think. Uh, so, so we'll see. I, I I'll give it some more time. I found a way to like set my gaming laptop up on my stationary bike and I could play games while I'm exercising. And you know, I to, yeah, I got to use a controller for that because so, I can't like it's hard to like lean forward and use like keyboard and mouse or whatever on the bike. Uh, and that's a game I could play with a, 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 a gamepad on the PC. So I'm gonna keep doing that. Um, but yeah, again, everybody, go back and check out the full review uh, where Mike kind of gives his full thoughts. Uh, but beyond Devil May Cry Five, what else have you been playing, Mike? Well, I finally beat Tales of Vesperia on my Switch, and uh, man, I really liked that game a lot. I was kind of surprised how much I liked that. As you know, in my head, there's so many of these Tales of games, and they all kind of blended together. And I only ever really beat the one, and that was Tales of Symphonia forever ago. Right. You know, I really liked Tales of Vesperia. Just man, super solid stuff. Uh, good cast. The combat was was really fun and kind of engaging with me. Uh, and the, like the the protagonist especially was nice because he wasn't a child. He wasn't like. The kind like a happy-go-lucky, like you know, just kind of like uh, superhero nice guy man. Like he was already established a character. Like like he already kind of felt like he knew who he was when the game ended. Like he still had an arc, but he wasn't on this giant journey of discovery. He also he managed to be kind of like he he was a vigilante. He wasn't necessarily like super kind of you know. Uh, with Drone and or emo or something like that, you know, like he could have warm moments, even though he was kind of a, like a serious guy. Mm-hmm. So yeah, just like the, the protagonist was done very well, but yeah, just in general, I thought that was a super great RPG, probably the best RPG I played on the switch so far. So uh, people that like have been tuning in week after week for, uh, you know, the, the past couple months, you, you've been kind of plugging away at this game. And I think people will be like, well, you know, he's talking about it every week. Clear- clearly he likes it. Um, but I think uh, the way you have taken to playing RPGs like this is you try to play them one at a time and actually get them finished. Or would you have dropped this game if it was um, just okay? I, I have beaten some that are okay. Although some I haven't. Like I beat Xenoblade Chronicles 2 and I wasn't that high on that, but... Octopath, I, I pretty much just dropped when I wasn't right. really feeling that. So usually, it, you know, it, unless there, there's a certain level where I'll stop, but usually I want to try to beat like these games, these RPGs, and sometimes it will take me a while. I, I, I probably, I think I haven't played this for about a month, something like that. It was, I think my final playtime was like 45 hours long. So I, I bring it up just because it's like uh, then I want to ask like, so you know, you have pretty good discipline about finishing these games much better than I do. And I think probably a lot of people, uh, but it, like this goes beyond that in, in your enjoyment. Like you like this 
Oh, this would probably be like, yeah, this would be in my top 10 JRPGs now. Uh, Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you know, someday if I make that list, this will probably show up in there somewhere. I really enjoyed it. Okay. Yeah. That's, that's, I think really illustrative of like uh, your feelings on it. Cause yeah, I didn't realize that I was like, it's going to shoot up that high. Yeah. I like it Uh, a lot. Um, are you gonna like start looking around for the other Tales of games uh, now? No, I mean if if more of them came yeah. to Switch, I think I would immediately do it. But uh, like I'm not going to go like play one on my PlayStation Four or something. Like I still want to play JRPGs like in this con- in the convenience of like in my bed. That's how that's why I played this game. Right, I play like an hour or two almost every night in bed for the last month, and that's how I kind of beat it. So I and I don't know. I can't just sit down on from the places for I don't know why it's not really that different it's not like I'm playing it on the go I mean I'm just in my bed but it's different yeah it is yeah it's just there's just something about like the second you're ready you could just like you could brush your teeth you can get ready for bed you can hop in there and the second you're ready you just put the switch into sleep mode and fall asleep and it's I don't know there's something so convenient about that and I'm hoping that uh like they do bring some of them maybe I mean it's weird because there's so many of them you kind of have to like and it's, it's a popular series, but it's not super popular. So it's not that easy to necessarily find out which the best ones are. But the general consensus uh, seems to be this one, Tales of Asperia, Tales of Symphonia, and this, the PlayStation 2 one, Tales of the Abyss, which had a 3DS port, but I'm not sure if I want to play that. So I'm hoping maybe that'll just mm-hmm. also get a Switch port at some point. Sounds good. Uh, anything else you've been playing? Uh, well, now that I beat that, I kind of wanted to get back to some of these NES games that have been coming out on Switch that I've never really beaten before. So the one I really wanted to jump into was Zelda 2, Link's Adventure. And I'm kind of doing what I did with Zelda 1 when I finally beat that on Switch. I'm like, I'm going to have a guide. It's fine. These games are kind of old right. twos. And, you know, it, it's really is the way to do it. And it's enjoyable. I'm like, I'm finally, I, I probably had false starts with this game like five times. And I'm actually like, making progress now i'm actually kind of getting it and it is fun i mean it is so different from other zelda games but it is neat uh what's doing like the combat does kind of feel good like it is this really weird combination of like sort of like really sword fighty shield focused 2d rpg thingy oddly ambitious for when it came out that's for sure yeah i um i have the uh, just as many false starts i'm sure i I, and the last one was uh, sitting down with a guide and just saying, I'm going to do it this way. And, and th- that game, even more than Zelda one, you really, I feel like you need a guide at this point. If you are a, a, a human who has other things going on in their life and not like just other things, plural, like if you have one other thing going on in your life, it's like <laughs> that game is so hard to like parse that you, it really needs to be something you either dedicate yourself to completely in a way that people just don't these days for most things. And then, or, or you have a guide and you just accept that. And and there's plenty to experience. It seems like even in that situation, um, let me know how this goes. Let me know if you have any, if you continue to have success with this and I, I might give it another shot now that it's on switch. Will do. Um, I, I'm, I'm kind of, I'm a little bit in the same boat of just like checking out those NES games again. I, I, I did turn on super Mario brothers Two, thinking I might just actually try to play through that all the way without any level skips. Cause I haven't done that in a very long time. I think the only time I've ever done that was when the games came out on Game Boy Advance. And that was a really good way to play that. And like you play through each level and there's a ton of stuff that like no one ever really talks about because everyone always just uses the skips because the warps are so fun. Um, 
But like Mouser is like one of those things you could just kind of completely miss. And Mouser is such a cool boss. Like he's, he's like this mouse that throws bombs and has sunglasses and he's in this, you know, dank cave. It's he's so cool. I love him so much. And then there's a bunch of stuff like that later in the game. And so I, I definitely want to um, go go through that. And get that's that definitely one shot. that's still on my list, too, for sure. Yeah. Um. And then there's a couple other ones coming out, but uh, that, that I definitely, yeah, I'm going to focus on Super Mario Brothers 2 and then take another look. Um, have you, I, I, I don't think you have, but have you done any of these uh, special releases where they like remix the stuff at all? No, I mean, I was looking through them. A lot of them are kind of just, they almost seem like designed for practicing. Like you start the right. game at Ridley in Metroid or you start uh, Ninja Gaiden on the last level, which which is neat. Because especially for Ninja Gaiden, like the last level right. is so difficult. Yes, I, I, I never, I never beat the boss rush at the end, so I've never beat Ninja Gaiden, which was a, a you know, a painful thing for me because I was really, in, I was, this was a, as an adult getting to the point where I'm like, ah, oh, this game's so hard. It's kind of cheap. It's, you know, it's eight bits. So it only keeps so much in the memory. So if you go back a step, the bird reloads and yeah. attacks you again. Uh, but I got through it and I got to the end. Now I just got to beat the boss. And it's like, ah, you got to go all the way through this without like losing all your life. This is going to take a while. Yeah. Like I, I think I beat the game on the D 3DS or something and, or maybe it's the NES classic. And I didn't want to beat the game with safe states. And then at the, the final level, I'm like, okay, I need to use some safe states. This mm-hmm. is real difficult. Yeah. That's a good idea. I should just use safe states. Uh, okay. Yeah. So, uh, what else have I been playing? I, I touched, I like started that left alive game and I would have played more. So this is the, um, the new square Enix joint, uh, from the, from the publishers of the quiet man comes left alive. Uh, this game is a, it seems like it's trying to be like metal gear solid. You could definitely see that with the cover art, which looks, looks a lot like a metal gear game. Um, and I, but I'm not sure what it plays like because I'm playing on PC and every time I get like, you know, more than five minutes in, the game crashes and it runs really poorly. It's like really poorly optimized, even on a really good PC. Um, it is, it's a, it seems like a completely hot mess. It seems like. <laughs> Don't just, you like hot messes? I thought, wasn't that your I, thing I, now? I, I, I do. <laughs> I do when I can play them. If they're, crashing, that's, that's maybe the line right there. Uh, I, 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 no, I do think there's a potential for this game to be so bad. It's good at least. And that would be really interesting to me. Um, uh, more interesting than a lot of very polished games, but I don't know yet. I honestly have no clue if that, if this is going to meet that sort of threshold for me, because I just can't, I can't get the hang of it before it crashes. So, uh, I'm hoping that they update it. But I also think there's a potential for them not to. <laughs> I think, <there's> a, <laughs> I think like get it yeah, away. this game, yeah, it came out in the state because they just wanted to get ri- get rid of it, get it off their books, and forget about it, and maybe never update it again. We'll see. Um, but yeah, that's a it's a strange, strange thing that that Square Enix is making these kinds of games. I just don't, I don't fully understand. It. I, I guess I'm like I'm a bit fascinated, and maybe even like sort of like I think it's sort of cool that they're doing stuff that's so bad like because so, it's so kind, kind of reminds me of the kind of games, games capcom used to make and now capcom's like no we're just gonna kind of make real high quality things right. for a while everyone seems to like that more yeah and it's just uh it's strange you know because they'll put these huge expectations on um on tomb raider and they'll get rid of hitman because it's not exactly uh you know this perfect uh, uh, ground shaking success at the time uh, but yeah, Left Alive and The Quiet Man are just these. I get those two games mixed up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, the Quiet Man's like the 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 weird one where you play as the deaf guy and like there's no sound and uh, but the people are still talking 
And you have to sit there through the cutscenes while they're quiet. And even though they are having a conversation and I think even like the sign language stuff is also like, there's no subtitles for that either. Uh, it, and it, and then the combat is just like you beating up the same, like six character models the entire time. And then, the, and then there's, you know, it's live action cutscenes in between that. Um, <laughs> So yeah, that like that's another just it sounds like a really bad game. I haven't played that one, but uh this is what Square Enix is doing in between Kingdom Hearts, I guess. Um you know, so, Final Fantasy 7 remakes. Yeah. It's a, a weird company. I'm I'm kind of okay with that. I like weird companies. Uh but just update it so I can at least play it. That's all. Um and then I, I started House Party because I, I <laughs> this is a good story. Yeah. A long one. Yeah, so my um, I, I I don't know. We don't have to get into too many of the details, but I got a cousin that's kind of a shitbag, and uh, I blocked him a long time ago on on Facebook, a very long time ago, because uh, you know I I would post stuff on there, and then he would come and just say the worst things. Um, and I I got to a point where I'm like, like this is one of like the first people I ever honestly blocked on anything. <laughs> uh, uh, or he was at least the one where I decided like I'm just not going to put up with these people anymore. I'm just going to block them. Um, and then but I I never like defriended him on steam and so when i looked on steam i saw him uh i i was like huh he just logged on i want to see what he's playing and you know you could see like recent activity of your friends and he's got like right now he's playing gun world or whatever which literally is like a drill tweet like there's a tweet from drill where he's like uh it's like gun world it's a world made of guns it's the new video game or whatever i can't do a drill tweet voice but uh it, you know it's a really dumb thing but this game it really exists kind of sounds okay. I'm sure it's a fine game. It's one where you just disassemble, disassemble guns, put them back together, clean them or whatever. It's one of yeah, those one PC of those gun games. People. Yeah, yeah. Or like, it's a normal like, thing to be in America. <laughs> yeah. It, but, but it's like, it, it's it's not weird if it's like, like one of like a million games you play, but it's like, it's, if that's like the only game you're playing along with 65 hours of House Party, which is for people that don't know, House Party is this game where it's like, imagine the Bioware romance options, but it's just that they're really fleshed out and you're, you're trying to have sex with a bunch of women or, or one man at, at a party in the suburbs at a house. Is your cousin and like a lonely guy? I think he's got a wife and some stepchildren, I think, but that doesn't mean he's not lonely. I, I <laughs> oh God. Now we're, maybe we're getting, maybe we're going too far now. I yes. Know. I don't know. We don't have to talk. I, I don't talk. <laughs> him, so I honestly don't know. Um, <laughs> Okay, yes. Back on track. House Party is a weird game. Do you um, play House Party, though? So I played House Party because I'm like, you know, I, I got, uh, like, here's what the problem with having a press account is. is like, you can finally, like, just press, okay, I'm going to click this and just try this out because I don't have to pay any money. Uh, so now I have House Party on my computer. And how do I explain that to people? You don't. Um, but I do. You're doing it right now, I, I guess. I'm trying to. Uh, so I booted it up because it's. I probably wouldn't have played it, but your brother on on Twitter was like, "I want I want you guys to talk about this on the podcast," and he wasn't <laughs> the only one. So I'm like, "All right, I should I should actually give this a shot." So like late last night, I, I started it, and um, my, my my preconceived notions of this game were that it's a um, it is just like what I said, like a Bioware romance thing, but it's kind of going to be douchey and broy, and you're just trying to like 
you know, you're going to bring girls drinks or whatever. And it's going to be like, you know, you put points into a character until they say, yes, you've given me enough points. Now I will have sex with you, which is mm-hmm. the way human relationships work. It, they don't, but that's how they always work in video games. It seems like um, even like the like the games that like people like the romance options in, they see, they tend to work that way. Where like, if you're nice enough to a character for long enough, uh, then you get the goodies. Um, and this game's absolutely that. And it's, it's not trying to pretend to be anything else. And I was like, at a point where I was ready to defend that to a point, I'm like, you know what? This is, this is fine. People should be able to play this stuff. It's, it is, um, it's, it's pathetic and it's weird. And if you're not like, if you're not, if you're playing it for 65 hours, I think that might actually be kind of odd. Uh, cause at a certain point, why not just like do one playthrough and then like use cheats and console commands, which are all like readily available. Yeah. But like, yeah. yeah if, yeah, if you're like trying to look get the legit playthrough to like figure out how to like woo each girl specifically, I, I, I mean, okay, you know, I'm not trying to be too judgmental there. Some people are going to be into that, but then this game is also going to have stuff like I haven't seen this, but my understanding is there is like blackmail where you blackmail someone into having sex with you. Very That's nice. not cool. Very and nice. then and then I uh, was reading through the instructions and and it kind of came back to me why this game like got its reputation in the first place. I'm reading through the instructions, trying to figure out how to like, I was trying to see if there was like a quick save and a quick load. Cause the, the saving and loading is not very good. And there's no auto saving. And if you get punched once you fall down and you have to start over. Uh, so I was like looking through the instructions and the controls. And then I just see you press the P button on the keyboard to expose your penis. And it says, no, really, no, really. So at any time, for any reason, any no one's going to stop you. At any point, you can go up to any character and just show them your wang. Wow. And that's weird and not good. And immediately was like, oh, so it's it's like, that's just sexual assault at a certain point. And it's like, the game's like, oh, almost every character can be like, oh, how, how dare you? You shouldn't do this. And it's like, oh, okay, so? Uh, and, <laughs> uh, like, this is still, so plenty of people are still going to get their jollies from that. Um, and it, this is like a behavior that, that I think is way beyond the pale, even in a virtualized experience. Um, but, but I, I, mean, I guess like the, I, it's on steam in, in a way that's like, why is this on? Why is this? Okay. Well, how did this get through? And my guess is that people are like, Oh, well, you know, the, the, the any romance game is like, Oh, you're trying to eventually just show your genitals to the other person. And I, I think that's way different than like being able to whip it out at any person at any time. So it's like, Oh no, no defense for this game. It's just, it is exactly what people said it was. And that's, Oh, it's a bummer because I think there is room for that other thing I was describing before it got to this point where it's like, oh, yeah, this is just for people who want to be that kind of person. And that's um, that's I mean, it's not me. And then it's also, I you know, not something I necessarily think should be on Steam and people should be able to sell. But it is. So there it is. we'll talk about that more later. Oh, I just knocked my microphone. Um, But that's kind of all I've been playing. I, you know, I'm still kind of like getting through some. Uh, stuff in trials, trying to get some higher medals and stuff. Um, but we don't have to talk about that. I've talked about that a lot. You guys can go back to the last week if you want to hear my thoughts on that. Mike. Yeah. I've played enough games, but you know what I'm in the mood for? News? I'm in, I'm in the mood for some news. How about I you? It. I knew it. All right. So, <laughs> so let's start off. We can actually kind of get right into this since we were kind of talking about it. Um, Valve this week announced that it's not going to publish Rape Day, which is a game that is exactly what it sounds like. Um, and the name itself is a play on the old game Rape Lay, which is like rape play. And it's just like the description was you get to rape and kill people in the zombie apocalypse. And two great tastes finally together. <laughs> 
it's uh, yeah. Well, yeah. Kid tested mother approved. Yeah. Who knows? It's um, it is, it, it's bad, right? Like there's like no defending the game and the game got blocked and didn't come out on steam. And it's, um, it's kind of exactly what I expected to happen when it started like getting headlines. So I was kind of waiting for like the other shoe to drop on this or, you know, waiting to see if valve was going to put it up on steam, which I, I didn't think would happen. Um, because it's kind of it kind of hasn't done that with any of these super controversial games. It's just been like, no, actually, it's better if we don't put this on here, even though we said a year ago anything goes. Um, but this came this became kind of like it was still like not good enough, I think, for a lot of people because uh, there's a couple reasons for that. Like it's still got a store page, uh, which a lot of people take issue with. Like like how does it get this far? Um, and then uh, a lot of people took issue with the way that Steam wrote its blog post, its statement on this, where it was like we're trying to protect us. We're trying to protect our development partners and we're trying to protect our customers. And so the risks and costs basically was like the cost benefit analysis, like in regards to those things uh, means that we're not going to publish this. And people are like, why can't you just say you don't want this kind of game on there? Um, So it's like another example of just valve being really bad at communicating and also seeming sort of callous about a a topic that a lot of people are very sensitive about rightly. So, um, I, I don't know. Did you have any thoughts on this? Like when it happened, what, what were you like? What was your response? I mean, my response was, well, that's stupid. And then that I probably I thought Valve was going to get rid of it before it went. So which is what happened. Um, I mean, yeah, I mean, I, it, it, this is kind of a difficult thing to talk about, uh, which I yeah. think you saw on Twitter the one day, right? Yes, yeah, for sure. Yeah, like, I was like in like, the car, like just trying to put like make a very specific point and it became... Way more, and we'll get into some of that. I'll talk about some of those points, but yeah, it's it's hard to talk about, especially on social media. You're right, and we don't want to like defend Blizzard, but there is a like you know, there's there's almost point that like, way. well, they did get rid of it, but they never sold this game, and so they they did moderate to a point, but obviously people could still be angry about like why does this kind of, of thing show up at all? How does right. like how does this kind of happen? And and it happens because I assume there's not all there's not much moderation to just getting a store page. It seems like right. Right. And, 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 you know, I think that's like, that's a point I think there's a lot of uh, confusion about and a lot of contention about. So I think um, what people want is for Valve to like, just step up right when a game gets submitted for a store page, even if the game's not done. And and there's like a lot of like challenges to that. Like for first, like, how do you review a game if it's not complete? Like, how do you decide whether or not it's okay for your platform if you can't even play it? Um, And, 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 you know, you could, hire more people, but infinite people can't review a game that is, um, isn't, isn't finished. Um, so then you say, okay, well, you know, any game that like has rape in the title and it's like, yeah, you know what that usually that's going to work. I think that's probably a, a, a fair idea. Right. Uh, there's, there still is some, I think some wiggle room where it's like this, that sort of presupposes that people who are survivors of sexual assault wouldn't make a game uh, about this topic. And it maybe it's like unfairly, hurts them in trying to make a game and make a living from making a game when they can't market their stuff as, Oh, here's my store, my steam page. So when it's ready, you know, just go click there. You could buy it right now. Uh, that's not available to them because they are working in this, in this thing that, that, that valve just isn't going to, uh, allow to even exist even before they know the content of the game. Um, now, but you know, maybe that's the price we have to pay to keep these things from having a store page. Um, but I, I I don't know. My, my, my gut says like this, this, the system worked here. Uh, it, it just, it, it did like it, it, the game was never sold. Um, Valve was reviewing the game before it 
you know, before like it got public attention, like there was a bad PR backlash and then valve decided to block it after that. Uh, but, but we don't know that that was like the result of the public backlash because the review process for this whole thing started before there was ever like any uh, story on it. I think the, the big story that kind of broke this out was a, a polygon story by Patricia, Her- Patricia Hernandez on March 4th. And, and she was like, you know, this is going to test valves. Anything goes policy. And it was like, that was March 4th. And that was the day that the developer posted a blog saying, uh, yeah, we, we knew, we know the game was supposed to come out March 1st, but the valve review policies or review process is taking uh, way longer than we expected. And we reached out to them and they said, it's because it contains content that is illegal in a lot of countries and is, it's going to be problematic. So we need to figure out exactly what this game is. And that's all we got from them. So we don't know. So, you know, and, and the game was supposed to come out March 4th, March 1st. So it's like it had been in this review process this entire time. Um, so I, the, the the narrative that the game was only blocked because people spoke out, it, it doesn't seem exactly accurate. So there was like something happening behind the scenes there already. Um, and, and like when I kind of like when I look at that whole picture to me, it's like, OK, so if they were responding already, um, I don't chances are they would have blocked this just like they blocked Active Shooter and a bunch of other stuff. Uh Having the game have a store store page isn't great. It's it, but it also it, it does seem like it's sort of like minimal harm. Uh, and I don't want to like like I don't want to dismiss anyone who actually does feel hurt by that because there will be people who are going to be hurt by the idea of this game even having the legitimacy of a store a Steam store page. And that's uh, more than fair. It's something that that should be heard. And 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 I I, I agree with it's. Uh, I just don't. I don't want to hurt the games that are uh, maybe going to try to take this topic on in a way that is sensitive and is from the perspective of someone who is a survivor and uh, they are now going to have to like try to work around any policy that could get created because we don't, because we, we don't want rape day. So we're going to kind of hurt these other people who are also survivors. Uh, and, and it's just, it's, there's no clear solution. It's messy. It, 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 it stinks. Um, and, and, and it also, it's, it made me kind of realize, like, I, I feel differently about games than I do about, like, stuff like books. Um, if you go to Amazon, you can, like, find a bunch of uh, books about about rape and about sexual assault. And it is sexualized to the point where it's, like, it is in the romantic genre, almost. Um, and, and I see that, and it's, like, that's not for me. I do find this dis- distasteful. But also, I'm, like, I don't associate it with Amazon as a whole. And I'm also like, I'm not, I'm not going to like be the one that like takes that away from people who are into that. Cause my understanding is there's a lot of diverse people, including women who are into that, to that, that, that subject, that, uh, that genre and video games, uh, for some reason, I, I, I do not treat them that same way. I'm like, I see something like rape day. I'm like, yeah, that shouldn't be on steam. Just no doubt. Like, and maybe it's cause I think about like, I'm imagining like who these things are for, like, for for a romantic book that it includes like non-consensual sex and it gives you that fair warning up front that this is what it's about. Uh, and there are again, diverse people who are into that. Um, I I'm imagining like people who are like uh, also like just maybe an offshoot of people who, who read 50 shades of gray or something like adult women, uh, adults in general. And then for rape day, I'm at, I'm imagining in my head, uh, edgelords. Shit. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, like people who I don't want to be like living out rape fantasies about people in, that in their real lives in a game um, that makes me way more uncomfortable. And and 
is that fair? I, I, I don't care. I, I don't know. I just don't care. Um, and this is the position I think Steam is trying to chart out because I think it definitely wants to treat games like books, but even it recognizes that that's not going to be a, a viable strategy because so many people, like even me, who's like lives and breathes games, recognizes how books are treated and recognizes like, and, and for the most part, I want games to be like, to be able to make us offended and stuff. And like, uh, you know, Apple bans games with the Confederate flag in it. And that's absurd. And I do not want steam to be like that. And yet this game comes along and I'm still going to be like, huh, that's, that's too far. Uh, so it's a, it's complicated. And, and, and I think valve usually just makes it worse. Cause it doesn't know how to explain any of this. <laughs> yeah. It doesn't seem, it seems to just struggle so hard with this stuff. Yeah. And what kind of like leads it to us to clumsily try to explain it for them. And it's kind of weird and yeah, yeah, exactly. makes us yeah, not yeah. feel great. Yeah, exactly. I'm like, I, like, I, I want to like, like make, like highlight that, like, cause the narrative right now is definitely like valve only did this cause people are mad. And, and that's just, it's, it's completely inaccurate. We don't know that's, that's the case. And it was definitely reviewing the game before that, but that's not in, like, I, I read a bunch of stories. You don't see that anywhere. Like no one reported that. Um, and I'm so I, it's like, okay, well, how do I, do I, do I care enough to like put myself in the crosshairs, like just trying to make that one point uh, or, and you know, maybe I, I know it's frustrating that no one's reporting that, but also like, I don't know, Valve can do it. It's goddamn self. Like, how, why am I doing this? Why am I bringing the attention to myself on Twitter or whatever? Uh, it's 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 not worth it. Cause you know, it, it does, it's going to sound like concern trolling. It's going to be like, well, if we, uh, we get rid of rape day and what about the survivor games like the, you know that sounds like concern trolling and the only thing i could say like to convince people that i'm not concerned trolling like oh I'm, I'm concerned about this thing when really i just want rape day no i'm glad rape day got banned i'm glad it's not going to come to steam um and, and at that point it's like okay i don't really want to dive back into it I, I don't know how to like talk about it in a way that's going to uh be very it's not it's kind of a discussion that's incapable of nuance especially on social media, but even if I were to write it down into a story, it's kind of, it's, it's, it's been a challenge. I've spent like the last two days trying to do it. It's not going well. And I may just like <laughs> abandon the whole process. I don't know. We've had the conversation here now. So it's kind of been like, ah, it's out of my system. Maybe that's enough. Hey. Um, yeah. Any other final thoughts on this, Mike, or should we just move ahead? I think we can, I think we've said what we wanted to say. We're yeah. Um, good enough now. I, I agree. Uh, and I, I do feel better. So thank you, Mike. Wow. For- oh, that's a that's a relief for me. I'm so glad you <laughs> feel better. Uh, okay, let's go ahead and let's talk about Amy Hennig. Um, she, uh, she's been given some interviews. I think she was uh, doing a, a fireside chat at a conference. Um, and she said some interesting things. Uh, for one, she said that you, you couldn't pitch an Uncharted game today and get it made uh, for the most part, like generally for most studios. Uh, and she also said this, and I'll try to, let me just read this. Let me get it. Okay. Things are clearly not working the way they used to. Uh, and she's talking about mass, uh, massive layoffs and how that's a red flag and how things are going, going to change. And that she believes that mass outsourcing is inevitable, where most uh, most of the work for a game is done uh, you know, elsewhere. And then there's just maybe a few creative leads in a centralized studio in America or Europe or something. Um and I think I probably, you know, I'd like to focus on like, could could a new company or developer or even like an established established developer um, go to any publisher 
or any any company controlling the money and say, hey, we have an idea that is similar to Uncharted. Can you help us make that? Do you, do you think that's possible today, Mike? I mean, maybe. It depends on, on who, but it certainly doesn't seem to be like it was. Huh? It's not, right? Yeah, like Naughty yeah. Dog. Like, why, why does Naughty Dog get to do those games? Because they prove they can, right? Yeah, exactly. I mean, there's got to be some. There's got to be a lot of money behind. Like, it's, it almost has to be kind of like that Kurt Schilling situation with uh, that right. game. Way along, there's like there has to be like an angel investor almost for somebody to kind of get into that space. All brand new. I mean, Amy Henning would know. She's been. She tried to make kind of another Uncharted at other studios. It just right. didn't work. Like multiple times now, and most recently at EA, where she was working on Star Wars Ragtag, which was going to be one of those games. And I think she's speaking very much from experience. And, um, and, and there, there were some like tweets about what she said, and people were like, "Oh, you know, publishers aren't interested in entertaining you; they're only interested in like addicting you or getting you into stuff that's going to be a service that uh, can keep you hooked for a long time." And uh, I mean, I guess, uh, but it seems like more like making an Uncharted game is is extremely difficult. Um, it is a, it's a thing that like. The reason Naughty Dog gets to do it is because uh, they ha- it's not just that they're they're good. It's that they have years and years of built up institutional knowledge about how to make a game like that. It is um, something where it's like if you were to put together a new studio to do that specifically, if that was your goal from the beginning, like it was at EA, the expectations for it wouldn't be much higher than like internally. And this is this is my understanding from like sources at EA. The the expectations were no, like around an 80 Metacritic. Um, they weren't, they, they, no one was trying to say, oh, it's going to be much higher than that. And so how do you put a bunch of money towards something like that when, when gamers uh, these days have an abundance of stuff to play and an 80 Metacritic is not just going to get ignored, but it's going to be another thing that like sort of dampens any excitement for any Star Wars EA release uh, going forward. It, it's like this, there, there's just so many factors working against something like that. Um, and, and so even when you bring in someone like Amy Hennig, that like, that's no guarantee that this game is going to turn out like a naughty dog game. It's just so much more difficult. So I, uh, don't, I, I think it's more just that like that risk is so high right now, um, that it's going to be like a lot of other genres where, um, those games in the future are going to have to come from smaller independent studios that don't have to take sort of huge home run swings and can sort of just like build up that that knowledge over time, can release in early access, can uh, build up an audience of fans that are like, oh man, this is the genre I, I've always loved. Here's some money. Here's support. I'm going to like, I'm going to tell you all my friends about this game. I know it's like not great right now, but like, let's keep at it. And, you know, I'm going to support you until you like polish it. And that's what this genre is going to be. It feels like. I, I almost kind of hope like we can get to a point where, like the next generation isn't so much that games are going to look that much better, but it's just going to be kind of easier for everybody to make games look as good as an Uncharted exactly. or a Spider-Man. Yeah. Like maybe a hundred people can do that instead of like 500 or whatever right. it is. Right. And that's like, get there. Yes. I think that's exa- absolutely right. I mean, we're seeing that with like a lot of other genres. Uh, uh, the, um, the, the sort of game that's like dishonored uh, or uh, thief or whatever. Um, like, like Bethesda was trying to make those, trying to support those with a, a couple of studios and they didn't sell super well. Uh, they were kind of disappointments. Um, and who knows if they're going to go back to that? Well, they might, but what's going to happen is, is like the, the, the kinds of gameplay that are in those games are going to start sneaking into a bunch of other genres. And there's going to be a, then there's going to be a bunch of indie games uh, that 
are going to look better than any other indie game in this genre has ever looked and play better than any other indie game in this genre has ever played because uh, because it's going to be easier for those people to execute on those ideas. Uh, you know, for one, having uh, stuff like Prey 2 to look back on, uh, but also just because the tools are going to be easier to work with uh, and things like that. So uh, it's, you know, whenever these genres die and, and or the people say that these genres are like, you know, not going to get made anymore, it just means it does mean by AAA. And you can get mad at AAA for that, but you know, honestly, they're just they're just going where like it makes sense to spend like four hundred million dollars making a game or whatever. And for now, that's going to be live service games, and it's not like they're forcing this on people. Those games have sold better and continue to sell better than traditional single player games. Right, and it's I mean, well, it's like the kind of exceptions lately have been Sony and Capcom have somehow done a pretty good job making these compelling single player triple a games. But this only seems to be the exception, huh? Yeah. And and I think even then, like um, on PlayStation four, like it's like, it is the multiplayer games that actually still sell better than those nine, 10 million copies selling single player Sony exclusives. Um, There was a story about that where Sony was talking about like the best selling games on the PlayStation four so far. And like, it was still like call of duty and stuff like that. Um, and you know that makes again it makes sense. That's what uh, it, it, that's what people are into is like a, in a more casual way than the hardcore audience. And it's and, and what's cool there is like it's awesome that Sony is still making games like Spider Man that sells ten million copies. Uh, that is more than enough. That's totally vibrant. Uh, it can continue to do that. And then um, for everyone else, they could try to figure out a way to emulate Sony, or they can let Sony do that and then let the indies sort of fill up that space over the next five ten years. Uh, and I'm totally fine with that. What do you What do you think Microsoft is doing with all these studios they acquired? Are they making a bunch of live service games, or are they going to try to make their Horizon, their Spider Man, their Last so of Us? They are. They're trying to make their Spider Man, Horizon, their Last of Us. So um, this is one of those things where it's like if you if you've ever paid attention to the way Phil Spencer talks at E3 and interviews uh, for the first part of this generation, he was like trying to trying to explain to people. Uh, that live services were the thing. And when people come to Xbox, uh, you know, sure, they, they like the exclusives. They like Halo, but they end up playing some of these other games for years and years. Like, people have the one game they play. They have Minecraft. They have Call of Duty, and that's all they play. Uh, and then Fortnite happened, and it, it kind of proved him right. Uh, but he, it, it, while, while he was saying all that, he, this was all his reasoning for why, uh, why Microsoft didn't have a lot of, like, big tentpole single-player exclusive games. Um, and, and I think what we saw exactly what happened there is Sony did and Sony did better. And, and I think you could trace a lot of that right back to those games. It makes a lot of sense. Um, so now that Microsoft is going towards game pass and they are like trying to be like Netflix. And if you think about Netflix, you think about the reason no one cancels Netflix. Everyone still just has their Netflix account going all the time. It's because of the Netflix originals. And and I think a lot of people are like, oh, there's a ton of bad Netflix original movies and a ton of bad uh, Netflix original shows. Uh, but it's best of the best is Roma, which is a uh, Oscar winning film that almost that should have won uh, Best Picture. And there's uh, shows that are like among the best that would be on HBO. Um, so so and, and those are the reasons people keep coming back. So if Microsoft's trying to get people to spend ten dollars a month, it's not going to be just with Sea of Thieves and and minecraft or whatever if that ever comes to it um it's going to be with like it's going to be with stuff like 
it's going to be those games, but on top of that, it's going to be these temple things. If they have their Spider-Man, uh, that'll be the thing that like gets people hooked and keeps people to stay stay around because they want to see what's going to happen next. That's why you buy all these studios. It's it's the clear path from from here to there. So I'm I'm, I'm excited. I hope they really follow through. I hope they have like good leadership to make sure those games are really excellent. You want to get to this next story, Mike? Yeah, let's do it. All right. So, um, Anthem. That's a game. That came I know that we, game. Yeah. We talked about for like 10 minutes and haven't talked about it since. <laughs> uh, and, but hey, people are talking about it this week. And it's because it, <laughs> yeah, oh, it must be good. It's crashing PlayStation 4 system. I don't know. Um, so, this is one of those weird stories, I think, actually, because, uh, yeah, crashing PS4s is bad. Um, but it, this is definitely those things where a lot of people are going to be talking about it. Their PS4 didn't crash. Yeah, a lot of people sure. are like, a lot of people like made this. Oh, uh, Anthem is bricking PlayStation 4s. Anthem is break is bricking PlayStation 4s. We need to storm EA headquarters and and do something about this. And it's like, <laughs> did your PlayStation 4 brick? No. Oh, but there's people's the, the people's PlayStation something 4s for us to bricking. get mad about. Yeah, it, it is brick. Yeah, it's Fallout 76 all over again. Where it's like, if there's something to be mad about, people are going to be mad about it and act like it is a, a direct affront to them. And it, this is not me saying. PlayStation 4 is uh, getting reset and you having to hold down the power button and rebuild the, the hard drive and stuff. Uh, that's that's all. That's awful. Games shouldn't do that. That's annoying. And you should stop playing that game if it's if it's happening. And maybe you should try to get your money back even from EA. Um, but I don't I just I don't want to like sort of give credit to to like this sort of like fan backlash that like tries to act like every single thing is a direct affront to them. Um it, it it was a big deal, but it wasn't the 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 bricking stuff, and it did it definitely became that, and people weren't questioning it, and it was just sort of frustrating to see that happen again. It was like ah, there's some shoddy reporting happening here. People could just like look a little bit closer and just kind of like spot the pattern that is similar to what happened with Fallout Fallout seventy six. Um, did, I mean, have you had a game like that you liked where like it crashed a couple of times and you're like. You just sort of went on with it. Like I, my understanding, like smashed, like one of the updates had some problems with, uh, with crashing. Did that ever happen to you with smash brothers? Smash? No, Tales of Perry actually crashed on me a few times. So. Right. Yeah. There's some, like, uh, games that, like, you're yeah, lucky. I like you game. Yeah. Yeah. Like trials rising, uh, has all kinds of issues where, <laughs> and these are bugs. These aren't necessarily all crashes. Although every time I close it, it says, Oh, we crashed. Oh no. I'm like, well, I was trying to close the anyhow, so I don't care. Uh, but every time I open it up, like the music is back to 100 and um, I have to turn V-Sync back on and it's all these like small things that like just don't get saved and it's annoying, but I like the game. So it's like easy to overlook it. You just forget about it. And it's like this uh, confirmation bias thing that people just get into. And I, I, you know, I don't blame you. If you hate a game and you spent money on it, that's frustrating. Try to go get your money back. Uh, but I, I mean, a lot of this is just like people hate EA. So they're going to, they're going to get mad about it. Uh, and people are mad that Bethesda made a bad Fallout, Fallout game instead of another sequel. So, yeah. Um, but speaking of EA um, and hating them and forcing them to do things, uh, EA is not going to try to make you watch one of their press conferences this year. How happy are you? That's fine this? by me. They so, could just show their stuff at Microsoft's thing if they really want to. Yes. So EA is skipping the press conference this year at E3. Um that doesn't mean they're skipping E3. They are still going to have their EA Play fan event. It also doesn't mean that they're like not showing off new games or or any any games. Um, you know, they are going to be debuting uh, Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order at Star Wars Celebration in April. So 
so you know they're not going to have this big reveal for a Star Wars game there. So maybe that's one of the reasons they do this. But it sounds like they're just going to do the Nintendo Treehouse live stream thing where they focus on one game for 45 minutes to an hour on their stage at EA Play. Uh, they bring in the developers. They talk about it. So if you like a game or you like a series, you can go and just check out the session that you're into and you don't have to like sit through the EA Sports thing right. that you don't give a damn about. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and so, you know, that makes a ton of sense for EA who kind of does have that very like, uh, like it's whiplash to go from anthem to fifa and there is going to be very few people who are into all of those things equally or even at all and what could they show this year they're going to have yeah the sports games again they're going i mean there's no anthem there's no they're going to show this updates already updates the anthem updates to battlefield 5 like right you can't you can't put those like in 2019 that is no longer an e3 press conference anymore you cannot do that and at, at least they learned that lesson at least they know that um and, and and this is the kind of thing where I think this is kind of where we're going to be going uh, in the future where companies will still have E3 press conferences when they need to. And then when they don't, they're not going to try to force it anymore. Um, I think Sony's definitely doing that. Um, I, you know, Sony's definitely going to come back to E3 100%. Like maybe they won't be on the show floor necessarily, but they will um, be adjacent like EA is now uh, when they have something to talk about. But but when you don't, it's it's it's... Too much of a risk, people end up hating the show, and then they get a bad taste in their mouth about your stuff, and and they get disappointed. Only way to play like, is not to play, right? And it's like even Nintendo last year was like, we're focusing on these games, and people are like this that I don't like this because it was just Smash, and I don't like Smash. And it's like, well, it wasn't just Smash. Also, did you forget about all the Nintendo directs that happened like within a two month radius outside of E three? Like they just do things differently now. Like do you, do you not pay attention to that? So it's like almost Nintendo's getting punished for doing the directs. Even it, that, I, was, I was like the start of every single time. Like, where's Animal Crossing? Like, oh my god! And then they announced Animal Crossing. Yeah. And then like people were kind of happy. Then the next now, one, like, they, when they is, talk when about is Animal Crossing. Crossing. <laughs> like, where's Animal? I'm like, oh my god! Yeah. You're getting your Animal Crossing. <laughs> it's happening. Yep, exactly. Guess what? It's gonna be like the other Animal Crossings. It'll be great. You'll like it. Yeah. And every time they announce the new NES games for the uh, Switch, uh, the comment like it's gets a bunch of thumbs down. Th- thumbs downs and people like are just like where's SNES where's Nintendo 64 uh, it's like it's not coming yet like what, <laughs> what do you want them to say they're just not coming yet they'll tell you when they're coming what are you saying chill out you don't have to hate these games just because they're not the games that you want uh, it's so weird yes E3 is weird uh, but I think it's I think if it kind of falls into this thing where it's like companies are still going to use E3 when they need it um, and use it and when they don't need a press conference they'll still use the parts of it that they need um, that's going to keep it viable for a long time. Uh, cause you know, when you have new hardware, you're going to need E3. Um, I've always been meaning like to write that story about like, I, I think a huge reason Sony won this last generation is cause it had a much better E3 than Microsoft in 2013 or whatever it was. Um, and, and, and you can't discount that next time. And if you're trying to introduce new hardware again, you need to come in strong and you need to win E3. I, I really think that's a huge part of winning the entire generation. It, like, it plants the foundation. And if you can make the other guys look stupid, it can plant in people's heads for years that why would you get an Xbox One? It does all these things that you're going to hate, Wasn't even when it's not true that, anymore. You know, PlayStation 3 had that disastrous E3. Right. And yeah. It's all I, the I, slow start that they were in for years. Yeah. So I'll be interested to see how like Sony navigates getting back or if they really do think they don't need it anymore. I don't know. Um, last story, Apex Legends has 50 million players worldwide. Apex Legends doing pretty well. 
Doing pretty well. I guess uh, Cohen and Company, and uh, which is like a financial an- analyst firm. Uh, I can't remember the analyst's name at the, at, the, at the moment, but he was saying there's some indicators that it is peaking. And I think he was mostly using Twitch, like Twitch viewership, which I think is just an awful indicator of like popularity. <laughs> um, because cause it's like if, if there's three people streaming a game and those three people are, uh, are uh, Ninja, Shroud and uh, whatever Doctor Disrespect, like that is two hundred thousand people right there, and so uh, like if, if if these three people make a weird decision one night, <laughs> it's going to give you all this weird noise in the signal that you're trying to read, and I just don't know if you're going to be able to get the uh, the data. And 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 Apex Legends hasn't even had its first uh, uh, battle pass yet, so I think that game is going to continue to grow and do just fine. Uh, it seems like it's just going to match sort of Fortnite. And it's outpacing Fortnite in in a lot of ways. Like it got to 50 million players much faster than Fortnite did, and I think that's um, not necessarily because uh, it's going to end up doing that much better than Fortnite. It's just that the world is primed and ready for this game in a way that it wasn't for. Right, just like how Fortnite kind of benefited from PUBG. Uh, right. For it. Right, and then like yes, and it, that kind of, sort of like made people aware of the concept, uh, and then and they were watching it on Twitch for sure. And now that there was a good version on consoles, they went out and they bought new game pads and they bought their headsets and stuff. And now they already have that stuff laying around, so they have this like sunk cost into this kind of gameplay where they're like, "Well, I use my headset for battle royale games, and there's this, this new battle royale game for free. I'm definitely going to try it." So it just sort of again, it was just primed and ready to to blow off in a way that uh, you know, no one was expecting, and now yeah, but it did. Uh, Mike, I don't, that does it for the news. That's all I have here. Any other stories happened this past week that we should talk about? I mean, no. Everyone in Mortal Warcraft is mad because Blizzard is going to get rid of a bunch of portals, which is an interesting thing. That uh, how do they like? What do these things do? Uh, I mean, God, when's the last time you played World of Warcraft for start? I know, never. Never. You've never played World of Warcraft? Nope. I I know. I need to actually like, go through. I know. <laughs> I've never played. Never. I, I played Never. I don't know. I was just like, Wait, who are you? What are you? I know. <laughs> I didn't know you didn't know that. I thought like it was pretty. Never play Mortal Looking at me. You I mean, know I'm how not much a nerd. Of Warcraft I played. <laughs> I mean, infinite more than me. Uh, yeah, that's for sure. But yeah. uh, man, I don't even know how to explain this with with you having zero context. But I mean, ba- I, I'm aware of games. Like, I mean, there's gotta be a. There's gotta be a. I mean, so basically, reference. you know, there's a lot of places to go in World of Warcraft. Every time they make an expansion, there's there's more places, right? Sure. So there's portals that take you there instantly because otherwise you have to fly there or just walk there yourself. Like there's flight points where you're on the you're on something flying as it takes you there, and there's nothing to do, so you just alt tab out of the game while that happens. Right, uh, okay. So, you know, they made the portals and stuff like, look, this is the fast travel for, for the expansion. And they're talking about how they're going to get rid of some later because they think it makes the game world feel too small, which is, you know, basically everyone's saying, and I kind of agree, well, that's stupid. It's not fun to just sit on the mount while it takes you there and nothing happens. Uh, so they have it, they proposed an alternative to do instead of alt tabbing out and checking Twitter or whatever? Yeah, right. So, and it's not like, you know, there are some games like Final Fantasy fourteen. When you go to, instead of having flight points, when you go to, like, a teleportation node, you can teleport to any other one you've discovered or something like that. Uh, mm-hmm. Guild Wars 2, I think, was just straight up. You can teleport, like, to any of these places whenever you want to. Uh, so, you know, other games have done that, and it's been fine. And World of Warcraft still kind of feels sort of old in that respect. And they, they gave us some convenience, and now they want to take it away, and they're confused when people are mad. It's, it's, it is one of the examples of them, like, it, like... 
the community is already not super happy with them. Like, the perception is that this last expansion is not great. And in some ways, it isn't. It is just baffling to me that they would just kind of cause this trouble for themselves when, like, right. the community is already kind of up in arms against them. Like, just let them keep their portals. Like, just don't work hard to take this thing away when it's going to make them unhappy. Like, unless you are that convinced that your philosophy of this, like, this is going to make things better somehow because people really feel like it's more worth it to go somewhere because it's going to take longer to get there, which right. sounds stupid to me, but... uh it, it sounds like this like backwards sort of economic thinking where it's like, oh, we got to introduce more costs so people have more interesting interesting decisions to make, and it's like, ah, but you can't give something to people and then take it away. Like that's that's a way worse thing. That's the thing. Like, people hate that. Yeah. So uh, and there, there's other issues with it. Like some classes, like when they're like each class kind of has some convenience abilities, and mages can make portals, right? So. It's supposed to make it feel special. They still have access to way more portals than, like, normal players do. So I don't think that's really an issue. So I don't know. It's It just seems a little bizarre. Uh, but, man, you you, you got to just download World of Warcraft. I'll, we'll play sometime. Get level to level 20 for free, I think. I'll take yeah, you through I, it a I, little I, bit. I remember those ads, for sure. I, I, make, I, I make new characters all the time just for fun. At a certain point, like, the, like it got... I got so far past, like, I got so many years into it, and it's not like it, like, oh, people stopped playing or something. That's that wasn't the problem. It was just like it built up so much history that it was like, huh, you know, I'm just gonna stick with this decision I've made to not play World of Warcraft. No, we're gonna That's change. Easier this. than playing it. Let's figure it. Okay. All right, Dad, what what race do you want to be? Um, uh, well, doing your options. I don't know, be, no, I mean, they're like, <laughs> wait, wait, let me guess. Dwarf is one. Probably. Dwarf is one. You can be a dwarf. Like, there's probably elf, and there's probably, like, a, a different oh, colored elf. What elf? There's four different kinds of elf. Okay, okay, okay. Will be a blood <laughs> elf, a night elf, a... Uh, what elf? A, a blood elf, a night elf, a void elf, or a nightborn elf. Oh, man. Void nightborn elf, elf is different bullshit. from night elf, to be clear. <laughs> okay. All right, Actually, um, you, can't, you can't be a void elf or nightborn. Those are allied races. You have to unlock those, you scrub. Oh well, here's the thing. I'll, I will never be an elf in any video game. Wow. Um, well, yeah, you heard, you heard it here first. I bet um, you're gonna want to be a goblin because they're small and ugly. Yeah, a goblin sounds pretty cool. Usually, you can't play as goblins. Like you could play as like maybe an orc, but you can't play as a goblin. Yeah, goblins were definitely an expansion race, but you can be a goblin, be a troll, a blood, a tauren, which are like cow people, undead, orc, human, dwarf, gnome. Gnome are funny. They're also small. A draenei. Draenei are like horn like beast people but like the women are super hot and worgen which are uh werewolves well, and I, a pandaren big fan of pandaren they're, they're different like super hot women um so well, i mean that's it's a intense. video game most of the women are attractive except the <laughs> um, goblin women. what what is the most useless race and the most useless class i want to be that well the most useless race um i mean they all have just a really it's a really weird God thing to say, not like, very a useless race not, Goblin's not very useful. No, it's because they have different abilities and like. No, no. Sure. In a video game, the context is different. Yeah, it's, it's just right. a weird phrase heard out of context. Yeah, I don't think people. Many people play Goblin. I don't think uh, many people play War again. I'm not. I may be wrong about that, but I think Goblin is not. It's not very useful. Can't we just play Second Life instead? Shut the hell up! <laughs> you haven't gone over your class options. You'd be a warrior, a paladin, a hunter, a rogue, a priest, a shaman, or shaman, as the cool kids say. A mage, a warlock, a monk, druid. Uh, you cannot be a demon hunter or a death knight. You're not cool enough. <laughs> what would be the dumbest thing for a goblin to be? 
Um, I, I tell you what, a, a, a goblin, a goblin, mm, goblin mage is weird. I don't know. Goblin warrior seems weird. It does goblin seem weird. shaman seems weird because they're just kind yeah. of like they're basically Ferengi. You know? Yeah. They're just, they're yeah. Funny. Uh, I mean, a goblin death knight would be super dumb, but you can't Man, fit death. They should put Ferengi in the game though. That'd be cool. Yeah. Right. Yeah, the goblin priest also silly. I don't know. We'll All right, out. so I'm a goblin shaman. That's not your goblin cool. shaman. I like it. Goblin shaman. Yeah, I you're gonna use the elements name. to beat people up. Yes, exactly, and and make money. Um, okay, I, we can do this. I mean, I'm, I'm I'm willing to like turn this into a thing where I finally try World of Warcraft and we can talk about it on the podcast and maybe do some stories about it. it. It's gonna be great. It's gonna be yeah. Stupid. Okay. All right. It's a game I can't pause, though, which has kind of become a hard thing in my life. Is, we'll play it like a just... real weird time. Do your, does your baby fall asleep yet? Uh, Wait, what? Oh, does, does my your... baby like fall asleep and, like, and like, sleep <laughs> through the night? Uh, like a, she's getting there. Getting a couple hours at like 10 p.m.? Yeah. Yes, I could for sure. Yes, I could probably. Yes, I could do that. All right, Although I, I, I might do that for The Division 2, so we'll have to see. We'll uh, see what, which game. You want to play a new game? Yeah. <laughs> So I don't have to feel bad about missing 25 years of an, of an online multiplayer role-playing game. I can't remember the thing. The actual MMO, game. massively multiplayer online role-playing game. Yeah, there it is. Is it massively or just massive? I always said massively. I don't know if massively is a word. I think it's, I think it's, it's massively it's, big. Massively on massively multiplayer. No, it's massively multiplayer. Yeah, massive multiplayer. I guess you could either one would probably be fine. It's all made up in the end. Yeah, right. <laughs> All right, Mike. Let's uh, let's wrap this up. We just hit like as soon as I said "all right," we hit Ooh. sixty minutes exactly. Wait, see, so yeah, uh, stretch it out with that work. Yeah, that was, that was pretty good. I like it. We we can do this. We'll make it happen. Uh, for now, though, why don't we tell people where they can find us on the internet? You can find me on Twitter. I'm Tolkoto T O L K O T O. I'm on GameSpeed writing every week, and I also do the Exploding Barrel podcast every week with my brother. That's at evpodcast.com. And I am uh, Jeff Grubb on Twitter, Jeff Grubb on YouTube, no, Twitch, and then Jeffrey Grubb on YouTube. Um, still streaming a little bit more, more frequently than I have been in the past. Um, I, I did stream some uh, Left Alive or whatever it is. Now I can't remember how to, what the name of the game actually is. Uh, I'll, be, I'll be streaming some more of that as well, just because, well, if they fix it, if they update it. Um, and then maybe World of Warcraft, why not? Maybe, what if I turn into like a really popular World of Warcraft streamer? I doubt that, that. happens. Okay, well, thanks for having Those me. Those people usually yeah. like good people. Yeah, people. Who watch I am a bad Warcraft. person. Yeah, that's fair. All right, Mike, let's go ahead and say goodbye to the good people out there who aren't. All right, us. goodbye, good people. Bye. <laughs>